So it doesn't tell me if you're recording the call on the app, apparently. Are we going? Yeah, um, we're going. Oh, fantastic. What a good start. Listeners, hello. Um, if you can't hear from the, uh, the exhaustion in my voice, oh boy, it's been a while. And I cannot tell you much about the wild that it has been. <laughs> but it's been wild. Um, you tell that I'm shooting from the hip on this one. So my laptop, I think, may have bricked itself. It is giving me trouble. It does not seem to want to turn on. So I'm joining by phone today. I'm calling in to the Doug Zone. Uh, yeah. My own podcast. <laughs> um, it happens. It happens. To me specifically, yes, it does. Yeah. Um, to you and only you. Yeah. Uh, many people have been commenting on that recently in my life. Just the series of calamities that have befallen me. They're like, man, if it was anyone else, we'd start to wonder what was happening. But this is just what makes sense for you. And, um, <laughs> well, it's not a good thing to hear from n multiple people. But uh, what can you do? That's life. That's life. If you're That's Matt. what all the people say. You're riding high in April, and then you realize that your name is Matt, and it's all a downward spiral from there, and it never gets better. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, someone asked me how I was doing, and I said, never better, always worse. And that one did not go over as well as I was hoping it would. Um, I thought it was funny. I agree. Um, but I can't also see how that's a concerning answer to get from someone. If you're wondering how I'm doing... Um... This week, I got back on Twitter. Um, so better than ever. Yeah. And I tweeted. Let me find it. Twitter is not loading. I I love how good Twitter has become. It's it's really oh, it's just fantastic. fantastic. Sorry. Ignore that. Um. <laughs> I believe I tweeted. I'm just like Hemingway. I say pouring Everclear into my monster to do math homework. Hey, look. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've, um, I, speaking of someone being just like me, oh boy, have you played Disco Elysium? Are you familiar with this mm -mm. at all? I half jokingly called it Matt Simulator while explaining it to one of my friends. And, um, <laughs> I don't think it's a joke anymore. Uh, you play as a depressed alcoholic who wakes up after a several day long bender and is trying to put the pieces of his life back together. Like, literally, he's trying oh, to figure like out what his life is. Um, oh, it's like that episode of uh, Demo Reel, except good. Yeah, it's like the episode of Demo Reel if it was incredibly well written. Um, no, it rules. There's um, one of my favorite characters is the jacked racist named Measurehead, who has just all the phrenology tattoos on his head. Um, <laughs> That's so good. Oh, he's so good. One of the ways you can get past him is just like believing him. Like he'll tell you about race science and you can just listen to him and then he'll let you through and like you can just like... I wasn't going to bring this up until the Patreon episode, but something absolutely... You know the professor that I complain about all the time? Yeah. So she started talking about eugenics, right? Just like, because it's part of the stuff, class, but, right? <clears throat> yeah. And she, and then she was like, I was part of a meeting once where... This is, these are her words, okay? Her words. Not a good start. Not a good start. She was like, we are discussing whether or not to sterilize a retarded girl. Oh my god. And she was like, and I mean surgically, not with the pills. I really like that she So what did she hope to gain by clarifying that? I don't know. 
But she didn't tell us what side of the debate she was on, which makes me think. Look, yeah, here's the thing. If I was like, oh, I served in World War II, uh, I, or like going, like, I fought in Germany in World War II, and people are like, oh, what'd you do? And it's like, I'd rather not say. That, <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like you should be pretty comfortable telling people if you were anti-eugenics. That's what um, I'm saying. If you were anti-sterilizing the, look, man, it's been a powerful, it's been a powerful week for uh, repeating repeating the language of others let me tell you in my twain class we um we're, oh. we're working our way through huck finn let me tell oh you. boy here's the problem so i was out of town for a week <clears throat> so i'm tuning back in and i'm like all right i gotta start participating again you know make up for lost time so uh there's a passage apparently that we're going to be reading from and uh my professor's like all right anybody want to read from that and i'm still flipping to it and i go yeah i got you hang on let me get to it immediate end words and i'm like oh okay well <laughs> I was wondering why none of my classmates had like raised their hands. Usually someone will agree to read something. Um, yeah. And I'm just staring down the barrel of several hard R's and I go, well, well. none of this is ideal, I think. Um, <laughs> and the worst part is someone else was going to be reading another part of the dialogue also had one, but he only had one. And let me tell you, it was sort of like you read about like ancient battles where like the first soldier turns and runs and then immediate anarchy breaks out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just sort of like cleared my throat the first time I got to it. You know, I didn't like make a cop out and well, I did a cop out. I didn't say it or dedicate myself to not saying it. I just sort of went like, yeah, there was a <laughs> uh, coming down the field and just continued to read it. <laughs> but apparently I my cowardice uh, was infectious because for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the class, that was just sort of the move it was a strategic cough or like a throat clear. I love the idea um, of you're actually just a racist with covid. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> yes. Have you seen those? <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, the racist COVID patient. Many such cases. <laughs> so many of such cases. So many cases. Um, <laughs> All of the cases of COVID. Yeah, many of them. Um, well, maybe not all of them. Maybe not all of them. But the only exceptions, the people in this call right now. If you have COVID, yep. you're a racist. I'm sorry. Sorry. But, uh, sorry, hang on. I had something to say about Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah, earlier today I finished the side quest, uh, find smokes and smoke them, and find drinks and drink them. Um, and let me tell you, that game makes relapsing sound so good. And it's <laughs> right. <laughs> it is so good. I... Yeah. I was having an interesting time earlier this week, just like mentally. And so first of all, I stopped sleeping, which is mm. always a fantastic sign. Julian, um, we've been having some similar weeks, let me tell you. So I, I wake up from, from about a 30 minute long slumber and it's 4 a.m. and I go, oh shit, I gotta take out the trash. That's my immediate thought. Yep, because yep. all right. Of course. So I, I get the trash and I go outside of my apartment and it had been raining. And one thing about Central Texas, there are so many crickets. Oh, yeah. And I live on the first floor. First floor, like first door. Right. So I step outside and immediately just crunch. And I go, oh, no. 
And immediately my brain is either like, this is real, which sucks, or this is psychosis. And this also sucks <laughs> because I Neither couldn't see the ground. Good. I could not see the ground through the amount of crickets and they were up the walls as well. Yeah, that's. I was that like, oh, the bugs rough. are back. Yeah, it is really worrying if you're like, man, I kind of hope this is psychosis. You know, right? like. So I was, I was like, in cricket hell there for a couple days. Yeah, that is insane. You can't be receiving visitations by kinds of insects. That shouldn't and be happening. I was sitting on the couch watching um, Real Housewives of New York City. We'll loop back to that. Um, <laughs> and I look over and sitting next to me on the couch as if he was watching TV with me on the little arm of the couch, a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm starting to see why the psychosis thing was beginning to feel possible. They like make their way inside of my house a good amount of the time. So there are just like dead crickets and like half alive crickets just everywhere. Bugs love to come inside, especially when they're about to die and there's nothing for them inside. That's like their favorite time. That is their favorite time to come inside. Which, not for me. Um, And then... Yeah, they shouldn't be doing that. It is rude of them, to be clear. That night... I uh, was like, I'm going to treat myself and buy a bottle of wine because I'd hung out with my friend the previous day and we had talked about it. And I was like, I'm going to go buy some cheap wine just as a little treat. So I buy a bottle of Stella Rosa Black, shitty, shitty wine. I go through the self-checkout. The lady at the self-checkout was like, oh, that's good wine. And I was like, it's not, but I'm I'm going to make it work. And we yeah. have a whole conversation about it. I double bag it, right? As one does, because it's wine. Yeah. I am making my way from the car to my apartment. Maybe a 30-foot trip. Through that, both bags break. My wine spills out onto the ground, shatters. And the worst part is several people saw it. Oh, great. So there's there's no way to, like, play that one Just off. run. Yeah. You got I and a lady was like, "Do you want my outside broom?" And I was like, "You're what?" Look. Actually, hang on. No, I have an outside broom and an indoor broom. But in, in it in an apartment? No. Wait. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hang on. That that is insane actually. Sorry. I inhaled wrong there. Um You're good. On um, the air that I'm breathing. Yep. Yeah. I did decide I'm going to be Cruella DeVille for Halloween, and I'm so tempted to buy a functional cigarette holder. You, you should. Do it. They're like Do $9. It. Yeah, no, they're so affordable, and they're very fashionable as well. They uh, are. It goes you know, with the costume. This time 100 years ago. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect, and it's the best excuse to buy one, I think. Not that I've been looking for an excuse to buy one. But. Yeah, I can say, look, that's the thing, is there's no way to buy a cigarette holder unless you have a reason to do so. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've been, hang on, I, I can talk about my week away, though, because that week I was afflicted in ways that I can discuss on air. Ah. Um, so if you please continue with the, the wine bottle story, unless you have, unless that was sort oh, of that, the, that the, was the tale. I but. went inside, and because I had no wine, my only other option was to mix various liquids in my house to create something close to wine. Um, it was not close to wine. Yeah, um, I was, was going to ask about that. Um, it was Gatorade yeah. and vodka, but 
That's yeah, that's not wine. Um, it's not, but it's the closest I had. Yeah, I like the I like the idea though. You're like, all right, first ingredient, grape juice. Second ingredient, thyme. We'll mix these two, and then soon wine will come out. About <laughs> um, three years, I yeah, shall have. You know, prison wine. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't remember why I was thinking about this specifically, but I have been thinking about it again. The cool thing about me as a person is um, none of my exes can shit talk me ever, I think, without looking like worse people than me. <laughs> Why's that? I've been re- well, I've just been reflecting on this, right? Where it's like, you know, you're sitting around talking about your exes, mm-hmm. laughing with your friends, right? And um, what are you going to say about me that doesn't immediately reflect poorly on you? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. He used to like go for days without sleeping and then wander the streets wielding a blade. And they go like, Oh yeah, that was that was after you broke up, right? And she goes, No, I fucked him for two more years. Like, you know, there's, like, there's there's nothing you can do there. You Oh no. <laughs> you you don't look like a hero in any circumstances. And I think that's Wow, he really smiled after your breakup. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, actually, somehow he's doing better than that. Um, <laughs> well, I guess that's not a somehow. Um <laughs> That's a it's not naturally. hard to be doing better than that. That's a naturally. Yeah, no, as I said to a friend yesterday, I feel like the current me, because, you know, we were having one of those discussions, like, oh, if, if your childhood self saw you, what would they think? Um, and I said, I, I hate think those for, discussions. Oh, they're so grim. I think for every version of me, except for maybe this version of me two years ago, this time specifically, like when I was at Idaho, I think for every other version of Matt, I currently serve as like a Christmas yet to come, you know, like I am a haunting vision yeah. of what will happen if they don't change their ways. Yes. But it's too late for me. They but for this time of you two years ago, it's. Yeah. I it's mean, a time yet like, to come. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, like this time two years ago when I was out in Idaho, this is like, oh, fantastic. Soon I will be back on the East Coast. And that is all <laughs> that I care about. Um, and every other version of me goes, oh, my God. How did this happen? What did, how did it come to this? Yeah, that's, that's about right. I mean, I'm doing one of the best I've ever been doing, which still isn't fantastic. Yeah, we both have to grade ourselves on curves when we're doing well. It's pretty good. Like, my social life is pretty good. My mental health is fine. Yeah, unfortunately, my my bad times are not great on curves. My bad, my good ones are, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, bad times, I'm like, yeah, this is sorry guys, this is this is a final course, you know. We're not gonna be, we're not doing anything here. This is an upper division level of having bad times. Yeah, this is a senior level course. Oh, it absolutely is. I'm about to graduate with, frankly, a doctorate in having bad times. <laughs> a doctorate. <laughs> Call me doctor in bad feel bad. Doctor yeah. feel bad. <laughs> All yeah. patients come to you and you prescribe them the worst medication, not the fun yeah. ones. And I take them myself also. Like, yes. I do kind of like that, like the idea of like, I am like a skeevy doctor who prescribes everybody who asks painkillers, but then I just take them all before they show <laughs> up. Like, You're prescribing people lithium in 2023. Hey, look, I'm just saying, I think we should give it another shot. <laughs> I think it, uh, it, it was given a bad rap. 
it's time we try it again. I look so shiny on this call right now. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I just, I want to just state that for you. I look okay. like I'm glistening. I look oily. Is it, <laughs> am I going insane? Wait, hang on, maybe it's just the sunglasses. No, I do. I look like I'm, like, wet. You don't look wet. I look bloated and drunk, though. Well, oh, hang on. Well, those ones Hold I look wet. Um, Hold on. <laughs> I do like that, though. I'm you say that like it's a bad like, thing. Ah. Yeah, I'm like, look at that healthy color and roundness. I'm like, no, no. That's a sign that I've been drinking too much. The other day, Jay was like, Jillian, you're glowing, which probably means you're manic, so I'm a little worried. Okay, that's a banger. Look, speaking of Jillian, your Patreon episode together, fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, a, I'm less of a fan of the free one, I must say. There was a lot of Matt talk on that one, and I was not <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> it just, it naturally comes up. Look, I know, I am a character. And unfortunately, I cannot escape that fact. Um, <laughs> oh, the but, other day, <clears throat> Jay's hair has been black and red. And she comes to me at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and says, I wish my hair to be blue. Ah, uh, so that's, wait, sorry. She did it like genie rules? Like she just walked up to you and made a <laughs> wish and you had to oblige? Or? Yeah, that's essentially okay. how it works. Okay. Uh, I wish my hair to be blue. And I go, okay, we can go to the store. She had work at 4.30. It is currently 2 o'clock. Um, no, her hair is not going to be time. blue by 4.30, but that's that's okay. So we go to the store, and we've changed our hair color a multitude of times. We're pretty much pros at this point. No, you guys? Right? <laughs> so we buy, we buy the usual color stripper we buy. I buy my hair dye because I know what I'm doing. Um, she buys her blue hair dye. A light blue. We were optimistic. Soon that optimism will fade. Um, Man, that's just... As if to taunt us, we go, oh, we can do the light blue. We should have known better. Um, you, so we absolutely, get, you should have, yeah. We get home, and we've used this color stripper a million times, and it works wonders. Um, we put it on our hair. We wait the amount of time. We take the bag off, and I go, ooh. And she, like, sees my facial reaction, and she's like, what, is it not good? And I'm like... Just go rinse it. We'll see where we're at. <laughs> that is never good. She comes out of the shower, and I'm like, hey, hey, can you call out of work? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> and she calls her manager, or her manager, um, and she's like, hey, I cannot come to work, and you have full permission to clown me, but I look like a damn fool. And I'm laughing my ass off in the background, and I grab Naturally. the phone, and I'm like, insert manager's name here you don't understand her hair is like 14 colors it's blonde blue pink some streaks of red still some brown like it's every color that your hair can be at the same time that's pretty rough it i'm gonna come out on a limb and say it that shouldn't happen i think to your hair no Um, no no it shouldn't i'm told um, so we go back to Sally's. She's wearing one of my hats at this point because you can't go back to the same store where you know the same people are working because it hasn't been long enough for there to be a shift change. Yeah, with like visibly fucked up hair. That's, yeah. that's a pretty rough. Yeah, that's a rough look. <laughs> and she comes in and it's a different lady at the register, luckily. And she goes, oh, your hair looks good to Jay. And I go, you should see it under the hat. And Jay's <laughs> immediately pissed at me. But I'm like, yeah, it was funny. No, um, that's, so we buy. That's a banger. The can of hair bleach 
because we're like, oh, we're going to need it. So we go home. We mix up the bleach. We bleach her hair. Once again, she takes the bag off. And I'm like, oh, we'll just rinse it. See where we're at. She rinses it. Uh, It was pink and blonde. So little brown and blue. But like most of that was gone. Plus, we were dying of blue. So we weren't super worried about the blue. Okay. But this red had stained so bad. And at this point, she had a clump of hair that had fallen out about about the size of a, a football. Um, it is kind of worrying how much hair you lose when, like, you're dyeing your hair. I've never done it myself. I don't need the help as far as losing hair goes. But um, You've seen I've been, it done. Oh, I've been present, and it's alarming. We're like, I think it this is. is more hair than I have ever had. And it's just gone immediately. So then we do a bleach bath, which is like bleach, but it's less bad for your hair. Okay. Um, and then we're Kinda. at a point where we can cover it up with dark blue. So we mix up a dark blue because we have black hair dye, we have blue hair dye. We mix up a dark blue, we put it on our hair. It's fine. But that yeah. took seven hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she goes, Jillian, I told our friends we'd come over to their house after we were done. <laughs> And you won't make a liar of me, will you? <laughs> Pretty much. That's what she does. I'm like, okay, fine. So we go over to our friend's house, and they're drinking vodka out of a plastic bottle, if that tells you how they're doing. Hey. Um, hey, hey, hang on now. That's a fine place to be sometimes. Sometimes that's the only place you want to be. I, like, as I was drinking it, was like, oh, I'm going to be so hungover tomorrow. <laughs> I still have never been hungover. I hadn't Because I don't now. drink. Um, of course. I had it uh, before about three days ago when yeah. I was. I've, yeah, no, I've, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it ever catches up with me, but I have my It theories. caught up with I'm, me, and I did not feel good. I still went to class, but I, I was not happy. I was good. not yeah. pleased. <laughs> you were not happy to be there. No, I was not. But you were there. And I was and yawning, and my professor was like, stop yawning, Jillian. I'm going to make this fun. And I was like, no, you're not. He's <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's my, my. No, sorry, what were you saying? No, in that class that day, we were talking about, like, it's a personality theories class, and we were talking about, like, this theory where you're more likely to basically be favorable to people you share the closest genetic relations with. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like that's. Yeah. Is, is so that like he a theory? Was... You're more likely to get along with your family? Yeah, it's a, it, it is technically a theory. Um, yeah, oh, man. But it was like, Science is so stupid. who would you save in a burning building? And it was, <laughs> the answers choices were like crazy. It was like a 21-year-old acquaintance, your 7-year-old cousin, or your 75-year-old grandpa. That was the first one. Oh, my God. I and mean, almost everyone said the 7-year-old. I was going to say, you're a sociopath if you don't choose the 7-year-old, right? Like, yeah, and this one girl goes, the acquaintance. And he's like, what yeah that's like someone who's been poisoned by like tiktok like found family narratives is what that person is there or it's like Um, no you will be killed for your sins one day don't worry it's gonna happen um another one was like your twin sister or your mom and everyone chose your twin because we're like uh, your mom would be pissed if you saved her instead of your twin she'd be so angry dude she'd be so mad she'd never forgive you Dude, you'd be grounded for like ever if you yeah. if you abandoned your twin to die in a burning building. Yeah. 
And I was also, talking about was, it because was look, here's the thing. I don't have a twin sister. So that was not a rough call for me. Michael, on the other hand, might have a tough time figuring that one out where he's like, oh no, will I save my beautiful sister or my mother? <laughs> I was talking so I was talking about twins because uh he was like, Does anyone have experience with twins? And I was like, both my parents are twins. Um and Wait, he was they are? Yeah. Have you told me that? I don't know, but my dad has an identical twin brother, and my mom has a twin sister. I don't believe they're identical, but I, they're not sure because they were born on an army base in Germany, and they don't really test for that whenever you're born on an army base in Germany. So they're just sort of going off of how similar they look, and like, oh, that's yeah, that's enough of a difference. Which, like, yeah. as children, they looked the exact same. Currently, they do not. But, like, my yeah. dad still looks exactly like his brother. Um, and I was like, well, my dad and his brother aren't close, but my mom and her sister are, like, best friends. And my professor turns to me and goes, what did you just say? And I repeat it. He's like, <laughs> both of your parents. And I was like, yes. And he was like, do you have a twin? And I was like, no. And then the girl in front of me goes, so you're going to have twins. And I go, God, I hope not. Look, Jillian, that could be powerful. Look, you have a beautiful baby boy, a beautiful baby girl. We named them Jillian and Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said we. This implies that I'm like, involved <laughs> in the naming process. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Matt, what should I name my yeah, children? Like, the father of your children, I'm like elbowing him aside, like, hang on, hang on. Um, <laughs> Doug and Lindsay, what beautiful children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Lindsay, I feel like we have to talk about this because oh. you have so much to say. You must. Oh, they made me so angry. These videos, I was so, I was steamed watching these videos. I cannot find my notes on them, so we're going from memory. But, um, okay. God damn, I hate this woman. This um, was, uh, so it's essentially a analysis of what? I just said, don't clip that after I just said, I hate this woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's essentially an analysis of media surrounding 9-11. And it is psychotic. It is. Um, she, like, compares it to the Holocaust in the first three minutes. Yeah, that's like the vibe. So I don't know if Lindsay Ellis was actually in New York when this happens, because frankly, she's annoying enough that I can't tell if she's like a New Yorker or if she's one of the people who like talks about 9-11 as the greatest trauma of their life, who like lived in New Jersey. When it yeah, happened. she was like, it's shared trauma. And I was like, yeah, technically, but like. Yeah, like technically, but also most of that trauma is like, you know, from the generations of children who have been forced to watch people die every year. Like, yeah, most of it is because of the effects. And I feel like that that's what she should have talked about. Yeah. Oh yeah. She could have like focused on, you know, like the, the hate crimes that happened the next day, or, um, I don't know the hundreds of thousands of people who died as a result of the war that we got into based directly off of lies about nine 11. Um, yeah, but she was like, no, and all those conspiracy theorists are idiots, so I turned off the comments. And I was so, ooh, 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 I was so, <laughs> I was angry. I was angry about that. Because, A, she dismisses out of hand the, uh, the jet fuel can't melt steel beams thing. And mm-hmm. now look, I will never base my arguments about 9-11 truth around whether or not jet fuel can melt steel beams. It can't, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> that's not the point here, right? Well, I'm the not point even, is, I'm, is that they were complicit. It wasn't they did it. They were complicit. No, they right? also did it, to be clear. Well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Is Even if they didn't do it, do it. Yeah. You know, like Bush is, the older Bush 
did like fund Osama bin Laden with Operation Cyclone. So like, you know, yeah, one Bush or another did 9-11. But also, you know, there were uh, traces of nanothermite found at the wreckage of Ground Zero, and it did burn for 99 straight days, which I'm told paper and jet fuel do not do. Um, yeah, it's like, and then she's like, all those Bush did 9-11 jokes. And I'm like, oh, Matt's going to hate that. I was, <laughs> it's just, it's insane to me that she can be such like a little enormous shit lib about so much, right? But she's like, no, we must kill the, the terrorists who are responsible for doing 9-11. <laughs> and if you have any questions about that, then you hate freedom. And you're really? Lindsay? That's, that's where you're going? Yeah, it's, you're defending like the fact you're, she you just made a two-part video essay about, about 9-11, which is a side note. The, the other point, like the actual point she has, it is just her like repeating collective trauma over and over again. Yeah, it's her repeating collective trauma and being like, they made jokes about it. Can you believe it? Yeah, and you're like, yes, I can, actually. Um, yeah. You, you know, when you spend She's like, years South Park time, lampooned it. And I'm like, am I supposed <laughs> to be surprised? Yeah, South Park made a joke that was in poor taste. Um, and you're, wow. Like, really? Do you know what South Park is? <laughs> They would never do that. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. Also, as a side note, like the, the South Park episode in question, um, well, a couple of things. One, on a uh, on a freelance Doug episode that I watched a while back where I was trying to like find it, uh, see if there's anything worth talking about. The episode that Lindsay Ellis referenced as like this like horrible thing is Doug's favorite South Park episode of all time. Oh, um, yes. Or maybe he like, said it was yes. the greatest one of all time. I just distinctly remember him saying that Osama bin Laden has poopy pants. It was like the greatest episode of South Park ever because it That's was what America needed. Amazing. Which is maybe Frankly, the funniest the truth, reason for that. But... It, um, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> Look, he's a truth teller, folks. Um, sorry, I just like almost slipped into Trump there and I caught myself. Um, almost is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. You got me. Um, <laughs> no, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today and she was talking about how she um, apparently she like said something in a Trump voice. And so I'm like, that sounds like Matt, which both of those things are worrying that she accidentally slipped into a Trump impression. And someone was like that Trump impression. I know who that is. That's a thing that Matt would say without doing an impression of anyone. Um, damning evidence. Trump. He lives inside me. I was. As I've said, I'm going to be like, you know, the uh, what's the Batman comic where uh, where Batman like retires and the Joker immediately goes into a catatonic state. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do when Trump dies. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to have an episode dedicated. <laughs> oh, I mean, we might have to switch gears as a podcast when it happens. <laughs> um, just a memorial. We will show. end when Doug comes on the show or when Trump dies, whichever one happens yeah. first. And frankly, 50-50 shot. Who knows which one it will be. Uh, but yeah, no. So Lindsay Ellis is just horrified at the thought of conspiracy theories around 9-11. She just can't believe that anyone would think that there's anything worth questioning about the official narrative surrounding 9-11. Which, I'm sorry, you don't have to believe that it was an inside job. But if you think that there is nothing at all worth questioning or looking into even a little bit, I'm going to go so far as if you think there's nothing at all worth questioning about anything involving the government. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, what are you doing? 
Like, especially if you're like a shit lib, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the other thing is like you, you watch like Lindsay Ellis's videos now, right? And she's like, the Bush administration knowingly lied to people. And you're like, yeah, but you don't think it. Yeah. So they knowingly killed hundreds of thousands of their own citizens. But it's then, ridiculous. You know, children. It's crazy to think they'd kill 3000 people. I mean, when would Bush ever do something like that? When? Why would they? Yeah, when would a conservative government in America knowingly cause the deaths of thousands of its own citizens for never, political gain? Never. Yeah. The AIDS epidemic. Never happened and it never that will. Sort of thing, yeah, that sort of thing. I. It's crazy. Reagan did all that he could to prevent it. Same thing with the crack epidemic. You know, he had nothing to do with either of those, and he, he tried his best to prevent them. That's a lot of what my professors talk about when it comes to things like eugenics, where they're like, you love to believe it's not in America. We all love to believe it was only Nazi Germany. Oh, yeah. Dog, who do you think they studied? Like, I mean... Social Darwinism, baby. Look, America number one. I'm always saying this. Unfortunately, that does apply to, like, all the bad things, too. Yes. Um, And, frankly, very few of the good things. Mostly the bad things, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Hang yeah. On. Um, I did a while. So I did over the break in part because of this uh, 9-11 video that we watched. I did start rereading a, a fantastic book by um, <laughs> by David Ray Griffin, which is that a name that's familiar to you? Not really. No, right, you've got some hope left. Um, he's huh. like one of the uh, he's one of the forefront. He's one of the leaders of the 9-11 truth movement. He's he's up there as far as like right. good authors on the subject go. Anyway, I. I've been reading through his book, Debunking 9-11 Debunking, uh, which is just him responding to all of like the uh, the um sorry conspiracy theorists, but checkmate kind of uh, articles. And it's fantastic. But I did a message Roswell about a, a message. I mean, about just a quote from an article. Um, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not going to provide any commentary on it. I just I'm just going to read it and I'm going to mm-hmm. let you all form your own conclusions which is to say Matthew Rothschild, the editor of The Progressive magazine, published an essay in his own journal entitled Enough of the 9-11 Conspiracy Theories Already. Now look, personally, (laughs) I think if that's your last name, you don't get to get on your high horse about conspiracy theories, you know? I don't think you get to get on your high horse, period. Yeah, exactly. Like, to be clear, obviously... There are anti-Semitic, like, 9-11 truth things out there. And those are wrong and should be, you know, like, thrown aside, obviously. But if your last name is Rothschild, you don't get to go, like, what's the deal with all these conspiracy theories? Why do people think that there's groups of people conspiring? (laughs) I'm sorry. You know why people think that. You might not be one of the people conspiring, but come on, man. Like, (laughs) search your last name online. Like, but... Again, Google your dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it's like if like Nick Kroll were to log on and be like, what's the deal with all these people talking about 9-11 as though there was like a plan? Anyway, watch season 82 of Big Mouth coming out soon. Um, <laughs> Big Mouth makes me so angry. It sucks so Like bad. unreasonably so. It's just the worst. And, and that's people the thing, on Twitter love worst. it. And I'm like... Do people still like Big Mouth? People are like, it's the greatest work John Mulaney's ever been a part of. I saw that take on Twitter look, last week. Look, is that possible? Yes. Does that mean anything good? No. Um, 
yeah, that's that is grim. I'm so glad that I'm off Twitter. I have I've been out of it. And usually in most cases, that was a very bad thing for me in my life. But for the past year when I haven't been on Twitter, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Love that. What's happening on Twitter? Twitter? Have there been any interesting um, discourse threads? There was the bear inside of Disney. That was a big deal. Was that what it sounds like? Was there just a bear in Disney? Yeah, there was a bear in Disney. And I was trying to write a joke about, like, the bear in Disney being a pedophile. But I... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get very far. That went in there in search of cubs. Um, Yeah. (laughs) There's a bear in Disney. Alternatively, (laughs) the bear in Disney just being a large, hairy gay man. (laughs) The place is on lockdown. Yeah. No, yeah, I like the idea of John Mulaney doing it, you know? There's a bear in Disney World. It wrote a small world. I didn't, I didn't know, know the bear knew how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love that. I hate that bit so much that I've circled back around and think it might be the funniest thing of all time. I, Remember yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I've come fully or back the, around to it. I yeah, used to like it just because my brother John hated Mulaney. it. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, please continue with what you were saying, and then I'll do my bad. Yeah. No, go um, ahead. I was just saying, sex work negative, John Mulaney. You know? There's a whore in the hospital. She deserved it, you know? <laughs> but There's a whore in the hospital because of me. <laughs> because of me. I did it. Um, <laughs> I'll strike again. He's like, why do you want to the police? <laughs> the Zodiac killer. <laughs> when I kill someone, they become my slave in the afterlife. I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um that's my bit what if john mulaney was the zodiac abs. killer i didn't know they knew how to do that <laughs> man shout out to john mulaney and his terrible terrible joke about the trump presidency it has carried me through many a dark, dark day uh, <laughs> it's one of our classics is just plugging random things into that joke Oh, yeah. And the worst thing is, I always find them funny. I do, too. Like, every time I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Sometimes we do a bit and I wonder, you know, like, deep in my heart of hearts, I'm like, are we just going through the motions? You know, but anytime John Mulaney comes up, we both have a twinkle in our eyes and a a song in our hearts as we set off to uh, just combine a new combination of nouns. John Mulaney and Donald Trump have provided us with so much content, and I think both um, of them would be horrified with that. Yeah, I owe them both a debt of gratitude, though. <laughs> yep. There's them in the same room. in the wow. White House. He's just, like, getting really lazy with the bit. Um, There's Drumpf <laughs> in the White House. <laughs> he tweeted out, Kofefi. I didn't know they could do that. Like, <laughs> it's just and the, the audience worst is going to... even crazier than it used to, like... There's people, like, shooting themselves, like, the one wolf in the Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, they're doing the worm (laughs) down the aisle. (laughs) The audience is rioting as though it's, like, Stravinsky. Um, It's because they love the joke so much. But it's just, like, what every leftist said on Twitter, like, nine years ago. Yeah, he's just doing, like, Jeff Tiedrich tweets. Yeah. (laughs) Sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, He says that to the horse right before it kicks his head in. Um, 
man, could you imagine if John Mulaney ever got into a hospital and there's an actual horse there? You know, everybody would be too busy clapping to hear him warning them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to his screams of terror. A bit. There is a horse in the hospital. It has a knife. It's trying to kill me. <laughs> Please, I need your help. <laughs> Yeah, I, listeners, you might not be able to tell this. I have not had much sleep this week. Uh, <laughs> I went to a concert a couple weeks ago, and on the way back, I saw this billboard that filled me and my boyfriend both with with an existential dread, I believe, because oh, it was no. about three o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> Which and is we a bad see this billboard, this Bucky's billboard, right? And the Bucky's billboards, I know that you don't live in Texas, so you don't see them, but they all suck. It's like Vine references, but they plug in like brisket. And yeah, okay. And yeah. stuff like that. So, but rough. this one, this one's special. All it says is hard Y. Howdy, but the D and the W are switched. Hmm. Huh. And it's, in the, it's like on I-35, but it's like in a town that you wouldn't expect it to be in. It's like a hundred miles from the nearest Buckies. And it just says yeah. hard Y. That feels like the sort of thing that's like that was like designed to kill drunk drivers, you know? It's just like, I think that they like have, they have this team of people that just like types out phrases for Bucky's billboards and a man typed that out and then shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm laughing at the idea of it just being like monkeys at typewriters and they're like, eventually <laughs> they'll write us Shakespeare. Keep making billboards, God damn it. Like, <laughs> one of these will be good. Um, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, write me something about how our bathrooms are nice. <laughs> I like the idea. I eventually just show up at like the Bucky's advertising committees and I'm like Don Draper. I'm like incredibly drunk and I can like barely stand. Um, and I just walk in. I'm like, it's Bucky's. It's an experience, not a place. And they're like, <laughs> who are you? I'm like wobbling in my place. I'm like, you unveil a board and all it says, hard why. Hard why. And they're like, hang on. Give this man a job. Make Let him, him the CEO. <laughs> Let him cook. <laughs> and by cook, I mean our brisket, which is fantastic. Yeah, and as I'm sitting there, I'm going, hard why, folks, am I right? Like, <laughs> just stealing, like, other nonsensical catchphrases. So I'm just going, like, wubba lubba dub dub, am I right, folks? And they're like, yeah! <laughs> That's the thing that would be on a billboard, is it'd be like, wubba lubba jerky dub. Like, yeah, it's you know, that <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a pun. It's like they're gesturing no. in the vague direction of a play on words, but yeah. Actually, well, the problem with that is, now that I'm thinking about it, that is very similar to many of my alt tweets back when I was on Twitter. So <laughs> You could be an advertiser for Bucky's. I could, and uh, I'm going to come out and say it. I will. They can't <laughs> stop me. Their billboards plaster Texas. You'll see a billboard that's like 150 miles to the nearest Bucky's, and it says, like, <laughs> you can hold it. <laughs> okay i kind of respect how insane that is just like in terms of vibes they're evil the beaver church is evil i agree i've never been to one and i never will you shouldn't the only reason i've been to one is there is one 10 minutes from my house and it is open 24 hours a day which is a fan you can go get a decent brisket sandwich for like six dollars at like 3 a.m Look, that's why I go to Sheets. We have that out here. I, I forgot. Sheets isn't at, in Texas, is it? No. It's great. Love Sheets. I am. Um, well, as of late, I haven't been able to drive there at 3 a.m. But um, 
you know, that's that's just responsible decision making on my it part. Is. You know, it's not like I'm forbidden from driving. Well, technically I am by law, uh most of the time at three AM. By but, law you know. and the breathalyzer installed into my ignition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> was that were, was it with you that I talked about the car that runs on racism? Or was that just a bit that I was doing in like a That wasn't uh, me, I don't think. I was just laughing at the idea, like, it's a breathalyzer, but you just have to say a slur into the car before the engine starts. <laughs> um, I don't remember how I reached that point in the conversation, um, but I was just sort of like, you know, it's that point where you basically, like, you're just so insane that you've given yourself synesthesia, where it's yeah. like you can taste colors because of how tired you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what about a car that was racist? What would that be like? Um, <laughs> My boyfriend was like, Jillian, I think you're becoming more evil. And I was like, and the direct correlation between that is the amount I listened to Lemon Party. Oh, oh, Lemon Party is, it is such an evil podcast, but it's so fun. It's fantastic. I did, as I said, speaking of Lemon Party, being evil, all these things, I did get to meet friend of the show and my co-host on the other podcast that I'll eventually Mm -hmm. start recording, who knows, Roswell, while I was out west. That was great. Wonderful time. Um, Okay. Roswell's dad got recommended to me on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> I need you to share that page with me immediately. I'll try um, and find it. Um, no, I won't. I, obviously, I'm not going to do anything to his father. No. I do need to observe, though, because I've heard some tales about this man. It looks just like Roswell. <laughs> yeah, that kind of rocks. Um, Roswell, thank you for listening, because I know you are. Um, sorry that we're like stalking your dad on social media i can't i can't find it again but it was like a recommended to follow account and there was no doubt in my mind whose father was that does rock uh, okay so roswell if you're listening i'm going to follow i'm going to search through your instagram and find your father and, <laughs> and again i won't do anything with it you know it's the same as i would love to one day just like take a picture of a house and then mail that picture to them yeah you know, like no words attached to it i haven't done anything i don't think that's a crime I'm pretty sure it's not. I've had but, um, several times, like, internet friends, family members get recommended to me on social media, and I'm just like, huh. Oh, it's always upsetting when it happens, because you go, yeah. Ugh. And you also realize, like, oh, my family members are being recommended to them. Yes. Like, that's the worst part about it. Yes. My family, none of them are really on social media, which is for the best. Yeah, um, thank God. It's good for everyone involved. They, they're on, like, <laughs> Facebook. And that's that's it. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Like my immediate family, the only person who uses social media is my mother. And the only thing she uses is Facebook. Yeah. OK, that rocks. Yeah, it's fantastic. Are you OK? Sorry. Yeah, I just got a series of notifications and I need to make sure that things are fine. Um, things are fine, folks. They've never been more fine. Well, that's never been better. Well, yeah, that's. Never going to be better is what I'll say. That's how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, it's all down from here. Joke. Oh, it's it's nothing but downhill. It's an endless downhill. That's At the, the bottom thing of that downhill, spiral. the great. Think of that spiral. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It curves. The symmetry. Fantastic. You spin around and around, and then one day, you stop forever. Um. And that's the thing. That's the thing about slides. You can't you can't climb up them. It's always downward. Yeah, I uh, I 
in part because of my incredibly sleep deprived and insane brain, I've been apparently just dropping some wild statements just in the middle of conversations. Um, I remember what it was. Someone told me to do something and I don't recall this, but I was informed that apparently my response was until that albatross is removed around my neck, I cannot set sail on the sea into the sea of dreams. Uh, and just refused to elaborate further on that point. Um, yeah. My intro to bio class, I did write it. I wrote an objectively insane essay. Use um, my my bio How class. did you do that for a bio class? I have my ways, which is to say, I had not slept the night before. Um, They're like APA, and you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So here's what. Hang on, let me uh, pull it up. Because I do have, I have the submission. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to just read the first sentence excerpt. to sort of. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple excerpts that we might read here. We'll see how you feel about this first one. Okay. So yeah, uh, with every exam in this class, because it is an entry. This is a class four freshman that I am finally yes. taking. A year after I was supposed to graduate, I'm finally going like, well, maybe I should take this entry level class. Yeah. Um, just to, like fulfill your science credit because you're a bachelor of arts. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, because of the fact that this is a freshman level course, these essays are not very challenging. No. The first one, like 500 words. I never had to write an essay for my bio courses. Yeah, it's really, it's, uh, he, so he puts these out alongside the exams. So it's more like a supplementary thing uh -huh. um, than like an actual full on essay, right? Like I said, it's 500 words, right? Nothing. Yeah. Um, most exams that I take for like my English classes have like four or 500 word questions as like the second half of the exam after you've done like 80 multiple choice things. Yep. So like, we know you can do this and no problem. Yeah, just go for it. Um, but uh, so the prompt was simply, what is science? And now it may become clear to you how I was able to uh, become insane with this. They just wanted a one sentence little. Oh, yeah. And I did not give them that. Let me tell you. <laughs> I um, I apparently I was really set on this. Another thing that I don't entirely remember. I vaguely remember this. Apparently I decided I was like, oh, I'm starting the essay with the word science. I know that for a fact. That must be the case. That's and such a Trump thing. Science. <laughs> Science. Beautiful so, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, it's bad. They're doing bad things over there, folks. Um, but um, <laughs> we have beautiful scientists. Don't we, folks? Look at the scientists over there. He's like gesturing. There's like a group of men in lab coats, like in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my scientists. We got them vaccinated. They didn't want to, but we did it. Um, we did it. Operation Warp Seed, incredible success. And the United States building goes, never mind, kill the scientists. And the floor just drops out of the cage. <laughs> they just fall into the crowd and little pieces of them fly out. Um, it's the trolley problem, but it's every scientist or one Trump supporter. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, you know what Trump's doing there. <laughs> He's going every scientist. And he would be right to do so, I think. Yep. I rewatched the... Uh, in the airport when my flights got delayed, that might be the Patreon. Maybe I'll just tell someone about my terrible, terrible afflictions. Because my, my God, have I suffered. Uh, but, um, but while I was in the airport, eventually in order to soothe myself, I did just like start looking up random Trump speeches uh, and watching them. Um, Self-soothing. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and he, there was one where he was talking about like just a dog. He's like, could you imagine me? I could never have a dog in the White House. I love them, but they're just not my speed. Could you imagine me walking a dog around the White House? It wouldn't look good. And like the audience is like cheering for him as though he's like, because he's like, could you imagine me? And the audience is like, yes, you'd look great. And he's like, 
no, I don't want a dog. And the people there say, Donald, you should get a dog. And I go, why? Because it pull well. But I go, I'm just not that kind of person. Uh, and the fact that like, we're going to get so many more of those speeches in the coming months. I just, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm going to start He's like leading with like again. 40%. It's devastating. It is. A, he didn't even show up to the first debate. He didn't have to. Like He doesn't have crazy. to. But I want him to so badly. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Because that's the great thing about every single other person on that stage, aside from Chris Christie, is all the other Republicans running are doing like things like, well, I think the president, I think that President Trump did a great job. And I know that he's trying to get back in the White House, but I think it's time for someone new. And that someone new is me, the least it's charismatic like, little worm that you've ever seen. Someone was like, well, he can't run if he's a felon. And I'm like, yeah, he can. He oh, absolutely yeah, he can, can. I'm like, he can't vote in most states, but he can run. And they're oh, like, that's yeah, that's a policy. And I'm like, oh, yes. Felons yeah, are not allowed to vote in most states, but in every state they can run for president. Oh, yeah. Dude. I want <clears throat> I want Trump to like Eugene V. Debs it. If he gets thrown in prison, which as a side note, he won't. Come on, he guys. Won't. He won't. Um, look, I know that I've made some confident and wrong predictions in the past. Let's not focus on those ones. Let's focus on all the confident and correct predictions I've made in the past. Do I remember any of them? No, but I'm, I'm almost certain that they've happened. Um, I do sometimes, in order to keep myself humble, have to like look back on my old posts about Russia invading Ukraine. Where I was like, that's never going to happen. Come on, what? We're supposed to believe military intelligence? Uh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And like the next day, I had to post the, the headlines. Like, look, guys, you can't win them all. <laughs> I lose Every now and then. <laughs> Look, guys, a perfectly functional clock is wrong twice a day. I always say this. Um, it's wrong twice a day. <laughs> Matt, that doesn't sound right. I, mean, I think it is, actually. Um, so science. But, um, science. Sorry, we got distracted by me imagining Trump dropping scientists into a pit of his own supporters <laughs> as though they're piranhas. Um, but yeah, no, science. <clears throat> Here's the first sentence. So I wrote this in about 15 minutes about 20 minutes before it was due. Um, again, by that point, I, I had pulled an all-nighter, and it was, by this point, 11.45 p.m. So my brain is doing powerful things right now. It's, it's running equations that do not exist, and all the, the answers are correct. Uh, <clears throat> first sentence, science. Like I said, I, I knew. I knew that was how I was going to start it. For a while there, I was sitting there. I, for, I briefly tried out like a question mark. One time you should I, have done I it like a it. best man speech. The Oxford <laughs> Dictionary defines science. As... <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, but yeah, no. So I did something objectively very sane, which is I was arguing that science as a concept was evil. Um, as one does. Which, objectively, crazy move for your uh, your science class. But... But we'll let the people decide if I pulled this one off or not. Science. The word itself carries with it a sense of cold sterility. The syllables hiss like air exiting a chamber hermetically sealed for decades, only opened now by the hubris of foolish men lacking in the imagination to understand the sins of their forefathers, releasing air that contains diseases or poisons crafted to most effectively accomplish their grim task, obliterating life wherever it may come into contact with them. The second sentence, just to really double down on it, is to practice science is to practice death. In Victorian theaters, bodies robbed from their final resting places were gouged open for paying viewers by a bloodstained surgeon. 
a semi-modern hire specs who made his living measuring skulls and counting the gold made from the slaughter of those people, his expertise deemed inferior to his enlightened employers. In the American desert, a cult of Promethean disciples harnessed the power of the heavens, though of course they would not have to suffer for their own sins. No, that burden fell to the women and children of Imperial Japan. Um, and then it just carries on like that for about 800 more words. Perfect. Um, and my professor loved it. I'm um, starting my philosophical presuppositions paper today about the mind-body problem, so I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, you hand me that bad boy. I'll give you a banger work of art. Not a good <laughs> essay, but a fantastic piece of prose. Um, I'm <laughs> writing it to the specifications of my professor, who may or may not have participated in eugenics, so... <laughs> look look you can you can make an angle on this one you know you got like the mind body problem well yes you can tell so much about the mind by the body look at these lumps on their skull <laughs> <laughs> like you just get you clearly of course don't they're connected what the mind body problem of course is. <laughs> they're the same thing have you yeah. seen their skulls look at this chart <laughs> This man is an alcoholic. I can tell by the lumps on his head. Um, <laughs> fetch me the calipers. Um, She'd probably be like, A plus. Yeah, exactly. She's like, perfect. It's the most scientific thing I've read in years. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, my professor was a big fan of the essay, actually, which I was That's good. astonished to see. Um, he's like, this was very interesting. The word he should have used was like schizotypal, objectively. But, you know, I am, I am <laughs> glad that he... Me going, the word science is evil, and the concept is even worse. Uh, but, like, <laughs> you know. Um, I did, later on in the essay, I did call Cain killing Abel with a rock the world's first instance of applied physics. And I am kind of oh proud my of that, God. I admit. That was, That's incredible. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. That was good. Um, but yeah, I woke up the next morning, because I was in a room with some friends while I was writing this, and like dictating it aloud to them as I typed. Um, because I'm a demon when I haven't slept. Yeah, only when you haven't slept. Um, only when I haven't slept. Other times than that, I'm a perfect little angel. I'm a cherub of sorts. Sorry, um, I don't know if you guys can hear the motorcycle engines revving, but right as they passed by my house, a chill wind just blew across my porch. And I really don't like... Oh, there they go. That, there they go. But I really don't like whatever that means for me, that the bikers rode into town and with them came death, you know? <laughs> Because, like, a large, like, cluster of dried, dead leaves blew across my porch with that cold wind. That's why I had that deeply concerned expression on my face. Um, but, yeah, no, anyway, I, um, but no, so I woke up the next day and realized that, you know, my not insignificant essay in terms of the final grade, uh, I had submitted it last night. And I just woke up and texted one of my friends. So I was like, what? Did I write? Why did you let me submit that? And she's like, oh, good to see you're feeling better. I was like, why? Why wouldn't you prevent me? And she's like, we just seem to be having so much fun. Um, which, note to all your friends. If, if your friend is having fun while writing an essay, that's probably a sign that you should prevent them from finishing that essay. Right. And you should make them write a different one. But, you know, all's well that ends well. He told me that my conclusion could use a little work. I should have fleshed it out wow. a bit more, but that was his only wow. real critique. Well, we can't all be perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm close, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as close as they come, but... Yeah, look. But we can't all be as close to perfect as is humanly possible. So, don't judge yourselves too harshly, guys. If you've never 
in a maddened frenzy, written an insane essay and then got a decent grade. I love how you took a biology class and somehow made it about creative writing. Oh, yeah. Those were apparently the words I spoke when I started writing the essay. I said, I think this is a creative writing assignment for me. Um, (laughs) And uh, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to say too much about what I plan to do for the second essay. In fact, I'm not even going to read you the full prompt. I am, however, going to read you the first word of the first sentence of the prompt. Fuck yeah. Vaccines. Oh. Oh. And I'll just let the reader's mind, I'll I'll let the listener's mind take them where it may. My professor Um, was like, you know, in trials, because she was talking about how like psychology became more scientific when they started doing like clinical trials and animal testing and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, did you know the first round of chimpanzees they gave the vaccine to all died? And then she just moved on. And I was like, oh. Like, wait, is that true? That can't be. <laughs> I don't know. Late. She's moved on. You know, like, I do love that. I admittedly, and I'm also a fan of that, you know, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, Richard Gere's a pet. Uh, he's a serial killer. I just keep moving. Um, just prevent that's the. That's like, that's exactly. She just moves on to prevent questions. And I've tried asking questions in her class, and she'll look at you and be like, I don't understand quite what you're asking. No matter what your question is. She'd be like, oh. I don't know how to explain this any better. And you'll that be like, is, that's so good. Cool. Because she begins every class, like her syllabus day, like there are no stupid questions. And then you ask a single question and she's like, you're the dumbest person alive. Go <laughs> like, shoot what's wrong yourself with you, in the idiot. hallway. Um, I, uh, no, look, I do kind of respect that. I, I've been listening to Coward Hour again lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Nick Banger, a piece of advice that I will implore the listeners to remember. Cause it looks like, are we at about an hour? Yeah. Uh, we should probably wrap up because... I'm having a wonderful time with porch talk, but I imagine that the uh, the listeners might not be. Um, wow. As just engines drive by in the background. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, a wonderful piece of Nick advice. He was talking about like some manager of a hotel where someone had been me too. And the guy apparently like, the first time someone came to him with a complaint, he said, you must be mistaken. Uh, and another time someone asked, like read him a quote that he had given where he was like, I want this to feel like a cult. He was like, I don't recall that. Uh, and Nick just said, look, any time in an interview when someone says you must be mistaken or I don't recall, they do and you aren't. Um, and <laughs> he's absolutely right. So I, listeners, I'll yes. just implore you to remember that. Listen, listeners, thank you for joining us for this experimental episode of Porch Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, the Porch Zone. The Porch Zone. Face Paul, really does get. Uh, it looks like I'm so close to the phone. Subscribe um, to the Patreon if you wish. Subscribe to the Patreon. I will be perhaps talking about my many trials and tribulations that I've experienced over the last two weeks. Um, and who doesn't want that? Uh, you can also low power. Okay, well, hang on. We might need to wrap this one up immediately, actually. Okay, um, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> listeners, uh, follow us on all the things we have linked in the episode. We no longer have an outro. 